Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. To kill two birds with one stone, Clark Kent planned a well-earned vacation at a logging camp deep in the North Woods, where he hoped to gather material for a story. Jimmy Olsen was accompanying him. However, less than five minutes before their train arrived at the town nearest the camp, Kent received a telegram from his editor, Perry White, telling him to return because of trouble at the camp. Since there was no southbound train until the following evening, Kent and Jimmy hired a dog sled and a driver and started for the logging camp just to pay it a visit. En route, a pack of lean, hungry wolves attacked the sled and circled it, howling ravenously. Get down, Jimmy. Crouch down low. There's no room behind the sled. The driver's got the dogs huddled there. What's he going to do, Mr. Kent? Trying to get his rifle to work. It's jammed. I get the chills just listening to them howl. Look at that one. He's creeping in close on his belly. Well, they're after the dogs. That's what they want. Well, they don't look very choosy. Why doesn't that driver say something or do something? There's nothing he can do unless that gun of his gets working. Look out, that wolf. He's after the dogs. Look. He chased him back. Oh, but not far enough. Do wolves eat people, Mr. Kent? I don't think so. But, but they're not sure. Now, don't you worry, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not worried. I'm a little nervous. They're all crawling on their bellies now. Look at their teeth. He's not going to get that gun fixed in time. I know he's not. Keep your head, Jimmy. You've got work to do. I'm going to send you and the driver on to the logging camp. What do you mean? I'll keep the wolves here with that big juicy steak we were taking out as a gift for Mr. Hart and the camp boss. They won't leave with a smell of fresh meat around. Here. This must be the package. Oh, yeah. Now, climb back into the sled. No, I won't go without you. Do as I say. Driver, oh, get in the sled. Drive to camp. Fast. Comprende? Oui. All right. Off you go. Mr. Kent, please. Please. Let's see whether this slab of meat will hold them. There we are. Now, take a look at this, you beggars. Get a good whiff. That's working. They're not following the sled. It's out of sight now. Superman can take over. All right, go ahead. Hold your heads off. I've never cycled 50 wolves before, but there's always the first time. Come and get it. Nice, juicy beef steak. Ha, <laughs> like the looks of it, don't you? Come on, a little closer. A little more. That's it. Now! Oh, no, you don't. Finish. Yeah, that does it. Well, that's one. Now for the rest. Oh, getting ready to charge me all at once, eh? Okay, I'm waiting. I'm ready for you. Come on. Three. Four of you. Five. Come on, keep coming. Seven. Seven. 
Are you sure you won't have a hot cup of milk, Jimmy? No, thanks, Miss Harmon. Now, look, Jimmy, you mustn't eat your heart out worrying. My father's gone to look for Mr. Kent with some of his best men. Buck up. Well, they'll never find him. There were 50 wolves. Oh, I'm sure there couldn't have been that many. But I tell you, there were. They were in a circle. Mr. Kent stood there holding up the piece of meat. I could see them coming in closer to get it. Jimmy, please. <laughs> Crying won't help. You're much too big a boy to cry. <laughs> cried, too, if you had a friend like Mr. Kent. And you knew you were never going to see him again. <laughs> Who could that be? How do you do? Well, Mr. Kent. Hello, Jim. Won't you come in? Thank you. Mr. Kent, they didn't... They didn't... They didn't eat me, if that's what you're trying to say. I told Jimmy there weren't 50 in the pack, and that they rarely attack humans. I'm Nancy Harmon, and I assume you're Mr. Kent. But there were 50, maybe more. Isn't that right, Mr. Kent? Uh, more or less. I'm glad to meet you, Miss Harmon. Jimmy, have you been crying? Oh, no. His eyes are just inflamed from the snow. Oh, I see. Where did my father pick you up, Mr. Kent? Uh, your father? Yes. When the dog sled pulled in and Jimmy told us what had happened, Dad and two of his men went out after you. Oh, well, uh, I guess I missed them. Well, how'd you get here? Oh, I, I walked. They tell some tall stories in the North Woods, Mr. Kent. But I think you can go them one better. Paul Bunyan couldn't have walked five miles that fast. And they say each step he took measured a hundred yards. Gosh, just like Superman. And who is Superman? <laughs> Some unbelievable pal of Jimmy's who can fly through the air with the greatest of ease. I'm sorry I missed your father, Miss Harmon. He should be back shortly. Will you have something hot to drink? No, thanks. Uh, I'll take that milk and cake now if you've still got it. <laughs> of course I have. Be right back. Oh, I'm sure glad to see you, Mr. Kent. How'd you ever get away from those wolves? Well, they preferred beefsteak to Clark Kent, that's all. Can't say that I blame them. No, you did get here awful fast. I uh, must have taken a shortcut. Here you are, Jimmy. Chocolate cake and milk. Mmm, thanks a lot. Won't you sit down, Mr. Kent? Oh. Take Dad's chair near the fire. It's very comfortable. Uh, it sure is. Well, I suppose Jimmy told you what brought us here. Yes. You see, Dad thought it best to wire Mr. Bartlett and tell you not to come. Because we've been having a little trouble in camp. What sort of trouble? Well, I don't like to talk about it, but it's quite serious. Perhaps I can help. Very kind of you, but I'm afraid there's nothing you can do. Oh, I'm sorry our wire didn't reach you in time. Oh, that's quite all right. Jimmy and I enjoyed the train ride, didn't we, Jim? Mm hmm. <laughs> that was the chocolate cake talking. <laughs> Seriously, though, Miss Harmon, are you sure I can't be of any assistance? I don't think so. You see, Mr. Kent, logging camps are strange places. What do you mean? Well, oh, I guess I might just as well tell you. I'm not supposed to know exactly what's happened, but I do. We've had some mysterious, I suppose you'd call them accidents at the camp, Mr. Kent. Accidents? Yes, in a way. We've lost three men in a little over a week. I don't quite understand. You mean three men left the camp? No. No, they were found dead. At least two of them were. The third hasn't been located since the night before last. That's when Dad wired Mr. Bartlett to tell you not to come. I'm sorry to have to admit this, Miss Harmon, but I still don't understand. Two men were found dead and a third is missing... Were these men murdered? No, or... that's just it. We don't know. Now, please, Mr. Kent, when you meet Dad, don't let on that I've told you all this. Well, you really haven't told me anything yet. Oh, I'm coming to the important part. Oh, well, then go on, Miss Harmon. Well, about a week ago, one of our French-Canadian loggers disappeared into thin air. His name was Jacques Dupre. He just vanished like a puff of smoke. Gosh. Searching party combed the woods for him, and the logging boss, Bill Dawson, finally found him frozen to death up in the crotch of a tall tree, a tree he couldn't possibly have climbed without spikes, and he had no spikes on. Oh, how'd he get up there? Jimmy. That's what puzzled everyone. How did he get up there? Of 
course, Dad and Mr. Dawson didn't tell the men where he'd been found. They made up some sort of a story that the men knew. What happened to the second man? He vanished, too, the following night. What? He was a big Swedish logger, strong as an ox. Mr. Dawson found him frozen in the river ice. You mean frozen solid? Jimmy, you must keep quiet. You said something about a third man, Miss Harmon. Yes. Gaston, another French-Canadian. He came in the night before last to talk to Dad. Yes? He wanted to quit because of the white plague. The what? Well, loggers have a strange superstition, Mr. Kent. They believe that when the snow is deep enough to cover all the roots of a tree and the bottom of the trunk, that no tree should be cut down. They think it's nature's way of protecting the tree until spring, and no man has a right to go against nature. Hmm, it's very curious. I've never heard it before. Of course, it's silly, but some loggers will swear that if trees are felled when snow covers the roots, the white plague visits the camp. What is the white plague? What does it do? They say it punishes men who go against nature. Oh, I see. And Gaston wanted to quit because he was afraid of the white plague, the plague that had carried off the first two loggers. That's right. Well, Dad told him to get a good night's sleep, and he left. Mr. Dawson came in, and Dad was chatting with him when suddenly someone screamed outside. Dad and Mr. Dawson rushed out. There was a bad blizzard. What do you think they found? What? Jimmy. They found Gaston had vanished from sight in front of his cabin... And he hasn't been found since. Oh, gosh. That gives me the creeps. Now, I suppose all the loggers want to quit. Yes, and it's terrible because we've been cutting wood for the government, and it's needed badly. Dad's been out of his mind for days. Mm, You said you had trouble, Miss Harmon. You put it mildly. What does the logging boss, Mr. Dawson, say about all this? He's sticking by Dad, naturally, but I have a funny feeling he believes there's something to this white plague business. The other night I heard him say he wonders about it. What do you think? I don't know. First, well, I thought it was just silly superstition, like breaking a mirror or spilling salt, but now, now I'm puzzled. It's like being in a dark room and knowing that nobody else is in the room with you and that feeling that you're not alone. I guess that doesn't sound very sensible. You mean like a ghost? Don't be silly, Jimmy. You know there's no such thing as a ghost. So, Miss Harmon, you really feel there may be something to the white plague? Oh, no. Oh, I'm sure it's just nonsense, but when things keep happening, strange things, it sort of gets you. Yes, I understand. I'm not afraid or anything, but... What's that? Someone's at the door. Come in! That's funny. Here, wait. You better let me open the door. Be careful, Mr. Kent. It's a man on the verge of collapse. Gaston! Catch him, Mr. Kent! I got him. Close the door, Jimmy. All right. Put him on the couch. All right. There he's blue with cold. I'll get some brandy. Rub his wrist. Mr. Kent, is he alive? Uh, bring me that blanket, Jimmy. All right. This one? Yes. That's it. Thanks. Here's the brandy, Mr. Kent. I'm afraid it won't do any good, Miss Harmon. You mean... Yes. He just drew his last breath. Mystery piled on mystery. Where did Gaston return from? So exhausted that death reached him almost as his frozen knuckles wrapped against the door. Did the strange secret of the white plague die on his lips? This is only the beginning of an Northwoods adventure more gripping than anything you have ever heard before. Don't miss even one thrilling episode. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature 
appearing in Action Comics magazine.